everyone. Thanks for tuning into Power Athlete Radio, featuring the crew, where a former pro football player and a D3 all-star use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about anything but. Now here's John and Tex. Hey, Mr. McQuilkin. Hey, John. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Power Athlete Radio. You're welcome. I got, so, a, I got a surprise for you. Oh, you do? Oh, I love surprises. We've had some amazing reviews left on Power Athlete Radio iTunes. We so have amazing reviews. Check those out, listeners, and thank you if you were those individuals that left. But somebody has decided to get creative and one-up the iTunes review. Mm. Is that possible? It is, because mm. it's a voicemail review, and nobody gets to see it but us. <laughs> and you know how we like inside jokes. You think... Uh... You think that they really understood that the reviews aren't going to go to iTunes based off of the uh, hotline? Oh, but I have had people tell me that they left a review and then they can't find it. So maybe they were too funny to be filtered, and you know we have no filter. Mm. Bring it. All right. Here we go. Good afternoon, Power Athlete crew. This is Ben out in Washington. Just wanted to call and give you the opportunity to hear my five-star review in my own words. A uh, long-time listener, I remember the week the Fred Hatfield podcast dropped, uh, and I went all the way back as far as I could. I believe it was like around episode 10. So, I'm sorry. listening for a while, never called, never left a review, so it's only fitting that the first one I do, I read for you. <clears throat> Titled, What is the Premier Podcast on Strength Conditioning? have to do with a cup of coffee. The Premier Podcast of Strength Conditioning is like a well-roasted cup of coffee. At first glance, it looks like every other cup, except this one is hot. Piping hot. So hot that only CEO John Wellborn can chug it and leave the rest of our mortal taste buds as a wasteland. Once it melts to the desired temperature, it first hits your lips with a sweet but powerful punch that only Cali can provide. As the morning elixir cascades over your tongue, you realize a slight nuttiness and a shot of caffeine, enough to make your hair raise, and hair he does have. This is from the one and only Tex. Lastly, there's a strong finish that is reminiscent of diesel freshly siphoned out of that 1987 square body. This nostalgia can only be provided by the one and only John Wellborn, a.k.a. the big guy. Not to be confused with the French roasted Wellborn A. Don't even think about filling this cup with any creamers, sweeteners, or fillers. Just add more coffee. The only thing proved to add to this cup of joe is a kick-ass guest, which come in hot and frequent. This is what will get your day and life headed in the right direction. So next time you're searching for a little pick-me-up, remember the premier podcast on strength conditioning. Ing, ing. Love what you guys do. Keep kicking ass and taking names. Damn, that was pretty good. Uh, I'm even more impressed that he wrote that out ahead of time. I know. Well thought out. I want to know what's on the like the, the cutting room floor. Uh, what jokes missed? Uh, you think he bounced it off anybody? You, no. Or you think he just, he just wrote it and, you know, it was like, you know, having a long day. And it's like, you know, I'm going to write the, my ode to Power Athlete. You know, this will be my opus for the Power Athlete Radio. And he writes it. You don't think he reached out to his wife or his girl or somebody and was like, hey, can you look this over? It's just creepy or weird. No, fuck it. Just go with it. Uh, now I I'm it. curious of who he did reach out for a soundboard. <laughs> board. It was obviously Callie. He's like, hey, Hens, 
Do you think... I mean, she does get hit up a lot. Remember that homeless person when she was on her beat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, Power Athlete Radio. I love what you do. Great things. Great things. And she's like, how does this guy even know about Power Athlete Radio? I don't know either. Uh, well, that is a five-star voicemail. If we could get him to actually type that into a five-star review on uh, I have the voice to text. I can just cut and paste it for him. Yeah. That's true. We could. I think you should. All right, I'll take care of that. All right. Well, that's not the only thing we have today. That would have been one hell of an episode. And cut scene. But we've got more. Oh, please. Training. Uh, Bedrock. This is an interesting question because we have a gentleman on Bedrock who is, we would argue, outside the scope of age for this, but we can still provide some Bedrock direction for him. Well, I think he's doing Bedrock because he's training with his kid. Oh, even better. Yeah. So um, I only know this because he bought, uh, he was one of my test subjects for the um, Zoom training. Tell us, tell yeah, strength. Tell, tell strength sessions. So I know Tim and I know his son and I know he was doing bedrock to, to train with his son. Sweet. All right. Let's get it into the specific question. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, John in Texas. This is Tim Wacker. Uh, I got a question here, obviously. Um, I've been following bedrock and working through the linear progression and I hit 270 in my squats, and I couldn't complete um, all my reps on the first set. So the next squat day, um, I did the same thing, couldn't complete all my reps. So I, I reset down to 250, and I couldn't get all through my reps. Got through a couple sets, but not all my reps at 250 either. The next squat day, um, I could barely complete all my reps and sets at 250. And uh, interestingly enough, a few years ago when I was doing bedrock, uh, I maxed out at 275 also. When I was, and um, so I, I just don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm 42. I'm 6'4". I weigh about 230. And I'm just curious what's going on here. I, I can't accept that 270 is my max weight for somebody my size. And um, my sleep and nutrition hasn't changed, uh, but maybe I need to be eating more to uh, provide my body what it needs. Um, I don't know about maybe my age. John, you mentioned something about EMS. Like with EMS, uh, before my workout, would be a good idea for somebody like me. I, like I feel like I, I can't generate the force necessary to move the weight. But um, I also thought maybe like I need a bigger trunk or stronger trunk and a bigger back to support the weight. Maybe there's some kind of feedback like the grip and the deadlift, you know. And uh, like my my body's just like, nope, not happening. Like you don't you could, you don't have the structure to support this weight. And um, anyways, and, and also I, I don't do the sprint work or the uh, other non-lifting stuff as pet as part of bedrock. And I know you guys said that, that that's beneficial, so maybe that's. Maybe if I included that somehow, um, that would also be beneficial for me to, to, to break through that 270 plane. Um, anyways, I just want to hit some strength goals, and I want to get to the point where I need to buy some more 45-pound uh, bumper plates. So if you guys can provide some advice, I'd greatly appreciate it, and I hope I provide enough information for you to to, uh, to provide some intelligent feedback. All right? I appreciate it. Uh, bye. Wow. Okay. Um, the first place I'm going to start is with technique. Okay. Um, so without seeing him squat, and I've seen his son squat a ton, um, but without seeing him squat and actually seeing him train, um, I'm kind of shooting here in the dark. But I would start with one is technique, um, and then we would probably look and try to put him through a whole bunch of assess or um, assessments to try to figure out where his weak link is and what's preventing him. Mm-hmm. Because it's six four two thirty, that's a pretty big dude. Um, I mean, I know for you that's a fucking giant. For me, that's a child. But. Uh, that, you know, he should probably realistically be able to have at least a one and a half times, two times body weight back squat. So, I mean, at 230, should be able to at least squat 400, yes. So, um, I would start with technique. 
I would also look at like pre-existing conditions when he started training. Um, you know, if he first picked up a barbell two or three years ago, uh, and for the 30 years before that, he was doing nothing but endurance training, then you know what, we're going to have some, you know, some interesting metabolic pathways to, to try to flip on, uh, you know, to flip on their ear. So I would probably start with one with the technique, uh, to understand what his training history was, um, three, uh, you know, is he able to recover from the volume and the intensity bedrocks a pretty demanding program. I mean, it's by mm -hmm. far, even though it's the simplest, it's by far the most demanding program. Mm -hmm. I know <clears throat> when, um, Mark Ripto and I originally started, Jesus, this is many years ago, started talking about, uh, you know, linear progressions. He made a good point. He's like, have you ever done a linear progression? I'm like, not in a traditional sense, the way you are. He's like, I think you should do a linear progression just to see what happens. So I did a five by fives, and I think I started at like 405 for five by five and ended up getting up to where I was doing like 500 or 510 for five by five. The only problem is it was taking me like 40 minutes to get through those sets. Right. And the weight was moving so slow. And what else were you doing within that training session? Um, I was doing a ton of accessory stuff. We were doing a ton of work on the, uh, do you remember the Spartacus rows where I had chains no. set up on a, on a toe sled? And we used to do this thing where we would do a, re a reverse toe sled and then we would do like an upright pole kind of a row. And uh, I called them Spartacus rows, like, like this way. Okay. So it was like a horizontal yeah, pole. Yeah, like a horizontal pole. Okay. And so we were doing a ton of that stuff. We were doing a dragging a bunch of sleds, pushing a bunch of prowlers, um, and just doing, um, you know, a bunch of heavy dumbbell work. So the training was complete, but the problem I ran into was that um, I ended up getting really slow. And that's when I went back and as I started looking at it, I was like, man, I got to get back to doing some more compensatory acceleration. I just couldn't accelerate the bar. So I ended up dropping the sets instead of doing five by five. I went down to doing like three triples and started really focusing on moving the weight as fast as possible and got back to the compensatory acceleration. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think there probably could be an issue with the volume. And, but, you know, three sets of five, maybe it's not enough. Maybe it's too much. Uh, you know, without seeing him move the bar, I don't know if he's moving slow, you know, what, where his technique break is, is it a trunk issue? Is it a stability issue? He said he's not doing the complete program. So therefore, if you're not doing the complete program, that's where I would probably start to and be like, are you doing it as written? Mm -hmm. Um, and it very well might be that just bedrock isn't the right program for him. It could be it. You so know? before we get to, to <laughs> that, based off the information we have here and he says, maybe it is my trunk and it sounds like he's not doing the warmups where he says non-weightlifting. I imagine some of the accessory work is in there. He hits it, oh, I can do that. But if it says conditioning, if it's labeled as conditioning or warm-ups or trunk work or sprinting, sounds like those are off the table, which could lead to that weak trunk or weak upper back. What we would disguise as trunk work is your warm-ups. So to argue on the technique issue that is in there, those warm-ups would be our move and assessment if he's yeah, our one-on-one -on -one client. And then also the corrective exercises. So if you're having issues with your barbell movements, our aim with those warm-ups and all of our training programs or iron flex is to then identify what's wrong and give you the opportunity to correct it under some stress. The other uh, question I have is what do the other lifts look like? What does your dead uh, look like? Question. What is the press? What is the bench? I mean, everything works in concert. Uh -huh. So, I mean, if it's just the squat that's failing, but everything else is going up, uh, then you know what? Maybe there's something we have to look at. Like there's a limiting factor. But if everything's uh -huh. in the toilet, 
then, you know, obviously it's the wrong program. And, you know, that linear progression, man, we've seen people make some phenomenal gains over the, over the years. Um, so just getting that right person at the right time into the right program seems to be really finding that sweet spot. And applying the, <laughs> the bedrock program, we have a lot of tools that present this. I'll link up in the show notes, uh, NC, NSCA, I don't want to say NC2A, NC double assholes, NSCA presentation on how to apply the bedrock program. And we talked about in that presentation, reload versus reset. Sure. And what Tim Wacker aimed to do here, he said he hit his 270 and failed and then did it again. That would be defined as a reload. Yeah. If within our three sets of five, we have 15 total reps to hit, we're not going to move on in our linear progression until we get all 15. A reload would be if on a Monday I failed and only accomplished a total of 13 reps, I missed two, the next Thursday that my squats come up in the linear progression, I'm going to re-attempt that. Yeah, um, I, for him... I wouldn't, if, if he failed at 270, I would not have had him take 270 again. But we don't know how many reps that he got yeah, that day. No, yeah, but I mean, it kind of sounded like it was an epic kind of, uh, you know, crash and burn. You know, what if he gets in there and he only gets maybe two or three sets and a single double? So That's, being able to understand how many reps. But I also think for a guy his age, you know, we're used to usually using bedrock with younger kids, you know, 14, 15, 17, 20-year-olds. For those younger individuals or for those older individuals, if they failed, I would probably cut them back at least 80%. So I don't know if he went back far enough. That's That was going to be my next point. So to finish up the reset, anything less than 13 reps. If you completely shit the bed, okay, we go into an immediate reset. And an immediate reset is three weeks of progressions. What it looks like is he only went back 20 total pounds, which is only two weeks of progressions. He didn't give himself enough room to then run and try to jump the, the Grand Canyon. Yep. The important thing about the reset is the introduction now of compensatory acceleration or speed. It's a much lighter load, and we would coach you up to move that weight faster. Where you say EMS and power, the program is most applicable to the high school limited coach. So we would coach up speed versus a tool like the EMS, but during that reset, we would have dropped you down to 240 and just coach you up for speed because it is lighter. It's sure. much lighter. And he can aim to recruit more motor units and to bring in to the next linear progression, which then would be 445 on his Thursday, the next day after that, and so on and so forth until, I mean, he breaks through the 270 plateau, hopefully. Yep, smash it. Uh-huh. Um, what else did I have here? Um, he, he asked about EMS devices. Yes. The EMS device, uh, what it works to do is wherever you put the pads, you get max motor unit recruitment. A lot of times with people that are uh, older or maybe have like a history of injuries or maybe just stuck in some bad movement patterns or things aren't firing, it became very beneficial for us to use EMS devices early in the training, like actually like as a, you know, as a warm-up almost, just to get those motor units firing. I mean, so much so that Matt Vincent actually blew his knee out. <laughs> Mm -hmm. which I feel still feel fucking awful about. But um, we did a bunch of EMS. We did a bunch of eccentric protocols. He got underneath the squat and actually moved so fast with the weight that he actually, when he got to the top, he extended his knee and popped and tore his ACL. And he's like, I haven't felt that much pop in my legs in like a decade. So, I mean, there, there was a situation where we did exactly what we needed to do, but, you know, such a long history of injuries that, it, you know, that was uh, the only time I've actually ever seen anybody tear an ACL with their foot planted 
going up and down in a uh, bilateral squat. So that was a hell of a deal. But um, I think the EMS devices could be of service for him in terms in a pre-training environment to get him primed. But at the end of the day, I think it probably comes down to just a technique issue. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably carrying the bar too high on his neck. Uh, shoulder mobility could be an issue. So, I mean, without seeing him do it, you know, seeing him squat, seeing him lift. And uh, I think that's what I'm really excited to about the telestrength deal that we're working on um, to be able to take a block one power athlete coach and drop them into your daily training through Zoom or FaceTime or whatever the meeting we can figure out. Uh, I think this ends up solving a ton of these problems instead of Tim leaving us a message. Hey, these are the problems I'm having. And now we're pontificating on how to fix them. There's a situation where a block one coach, power athlete coach can drop in and fix this stuff in real time. Mm-hmm. And not only their movement, also the, the weight selection, how they're approaching the training program, no matter if it's bedrock, Jack street, field strong, lean and able and more. So that, I mean, coach needs a coach. It's not just following the, the program. It's finding the, the fine tune coach's eye to select the right weights and have your opportunity and your potential expressed. Awesome. Cool. All well, right. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Tim. And also, Tim, thanks for the coffee. You gifted yep. the office some coffee, my friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!